Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. One thing many of us struggle with, either for ourselves or because of our team members, is procrastination. We're going to talk a lot about that and what you can do about it today. But before we do, two quick notes. First, as usual with solo episodes, there is a guide. The free mini guide is available on my website at mamieks.com slash podcast 023. And you can get the full version when you join the Modern Manager community on Patreon at patreon.com slash modern manager. This way you don't have to remember everything. It's all written down, plus there's more detail, more approaches, more questions for reflection, all to help you. Second, if you enjoyed episode 21 on meeting follow-through, you might enjoy my book, Momentum, Creating Effective, Engaging, and Enjoyable Meetings, which is available on Amazon. All right, now on to the show. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. So many of us deal with issues of procrastination. Sometimes it's in ourselves and how we delay work until the last minute or put off doing things that we're not excited about. And other times the challenge is with our team members. It can be hard to manage someone who regularly procrastinates. And when you're giving them two weeks to deliver a task and then you check on them a day or two before, you discover they haven't even started it and it's really frustrating. Or maybe it seems like they're being irresponsible. So let's tackle these two issues of procrastination and what you can do about both of them. In order to be able to address procrastination, you need to understand why people procrastinate in the first place. Different causes can be countered by different approaches. Now, in my research and my experience, there are a few reasons why people procrastinate and some good practices to counter it. First, procrastination is actually part of how some of us are wired. If you recall episode 14 with Rob Toomey on personality and preferences, we talked about different approaches to time. In the Myers-Briggs model, it's the fourth dimension, judger versus perceiver. Judgers tend to prefer structure and plan ahead, and they often work on a project consistently, making small steps of progress over time. As the deadline gets closer and the rush of adrenaline starts to kick in, for some judgers, that feeling is paralyzing or overwhelming. They can't focus, they start to make mistakes, they feel like they have to rush and they don't produce their best work. So judgers like to avoid that. They don't want those feelings. Instead, they like to get things done in advance so they can relax knowing that the work is complete. Perceivers, on the other hand, have a more flexible or fluid approach to time. They tend to work on a project or task all at once at the very last minute. That same rush of adrenaline actually helps them focus and gives them the energy to produce their best work. It's like they need the pressure of the deadline to kick their brain into gear. Perceivers tend to hear about a project and then think about it or start and stop and start and stop, but then the bulk of the work happens just before it's due. One simple example of a judger versus a perceiver is how they approach studying in school. Judgers, like myself, liked making flashcards throughout the semester, studying every single week, kind of avoiding those all-nighters just before an exam. Perceivers, on the other hand, would stay up all night furiously studying or writing that paper the day before it was due. As in all things Myers-Briggs, one preference isn't better or worse than any other. There are simply two different ways of approaching things, and it's about what feels most natural to you. 
As a side note, if you're interested in learning more about your type and preference or your team's individual types and preferences, you can go to mamieks.com type or just send me a message. And you can take the online verifier through Type Coach for free if you're a member of the Modern Manager community on Patreon, thanks to our prior guest, Rob Toomey, of episode 14. Okay, back to procrastination. If you generally have that more fluid approach to time and find yourself more comfortable with that last-minute rush to get things done, or you see this in one of your team members, here are a few things to consider to combat your procrastination tendencies. First, is it really a problem for yourself or for other people? How is it negatively impacting your work? If you or a colleague is regularly missing deadlines, that's an issue. But if you're not, do you really need to change or do they really need to change? If you're getting stressed out by someone else's lack of progress, but they always come through in the end, maybe the issue is yours and not theirs. For example, if you're a manager and you go to check in on a project that's due in two weeks and you see that your colleague has almost nothing done on it yet, that can feel really hard as someone who prefers to see progress along the way. You get frustrated and maybe you think they're not taking their work seriously or maybe they're being lazy and you get stressed out that it's not going to get done on time. But your colleague is frustrated that you're checking in and it seems like you don't trust them. Or maybe you're overreacting because there's still two weeks left and they feel confident that there's plenty of time to get the work done. Or maybe now they feel bad because they feel like they should have made progress and they didn't. And so it's really uncomfortable. And yet because of their tendency, they're still going to wait till the last minute before they do anything. So if it's not really a problem, don't make it a problem. Just be aware that this tendency to procrastinate exists for some people. And maybe that's enough. You can stop trying to manage someone to work in ways that don't feel comfortable or helpful for them, and you can stop stressing out about their lack of progress. Know that they're taking the work seriously, and trust that they're going to get it done because they've done it in the past. And that same approach applies to yourself. Give yourself a break. If you know that you do your best work at the last minute and you never miss a deadline, maybe that's okay and you don't have to change. But maybe that's not enough. Maybe they are regularly missing deadlines, and so you need them to work differently. Or maybe you want yourself to work differently because you don't like the way that you wait to the last minute all the time. So if that's the case, try setting mini deadlines or the common terminology, milestones. Rather than having a month-long project that's due at the end of four weeks, create milestones along the way and make those due dates that give you the opportunity to make progress but still be able to work in that last-minute mode. So for example, maybe you'll have a plan by the end of week one. And they maybe complete all of the research by the end of week two, and then a first draft by the end of week three, and then the finished product by the end of week four. Now you have four deadlines, four milestones that can give you that same sense of urgency to get the work done, but they're scheduled in a way that enables you to make a progress over time. This approach works particularly well with direct reports. Let them know the due date for the final project, but also give them some milestones. Ask them to come back to you with a project plan at the end of the first week, or let them know when you want to see the first draft on a certain date. Don't just have check-ins on whatever progress they've made, because perceivers likely won't make progress until the very end. But if you have a check-in on Thursday on the initial findings, they can put together all the findings Thursday morning, which is their preference, while overall they're still moving the work forward in a planful way. If you're doing this for yourself and you're not so great at upholding your internal deadlines, 
make those milestones external by sharing them with a colleague. For example, you might let a colleague know that you're going to have a first draft done next Tuesday and you would love their feedback. Now you've established an external expectation that you're going to share a draft on Tuesday. So set milestones or mini deadlines within a bigger project and create that structure, but also allow for the natural procrastination tendencies so people can still do their best work in the way that feels good to them. So another reason people procrastinate is because they actually don't know how to start or they simply don't want to do the work. And as a judger myself, my preference tends to be to plan ahead and work on things over time. But I've noticed that I do have tendencies to procrastinate too, and it typically is when I'm either not sure what to do or I'm not interested in doing the work itself. This form of procrastination is about avoidance. Not knowing what to do and not wanting to do something are slightly different, so we're going to tackle them one at a time, although the approaches to combat both of them are similar. So step one is to reflect on why you're avoiding the work. What feelings or emotions are bubbling up? What is keeping you from getting started? If you're seeing procrastination in your colleague and it's not something they normally do, they might be feeling the same thing. They might be unsure about what to do, or maybe they don't feel confident that they have the skills to do it. Now, if you're unclear about what to do next, you need to dig a little deeper and ask why you're unclear. Do you not have enough information? Is it because you're not sure the work itself is a good idea? Whether it's for yourself or for your colleague, this is the time to think through or have that conversation about what other information is needed, what roadblocks exist, what is stopping you from making progress so you can get that information, you can make that decision, you can remove that roadblock, and you can start taking action. Now, a different reason why you might be unclear is because you haven't identified the first action to move the work forward. For example, every other week I create a solo episode for the Modern Manager, and I often avoid getting started because staring at a blank page feels really intimidating to me. But starting from a blank page isn't actually the first step. I realized the first step is deciding on a topic, and then the second step is to write the outline. It's really hard to start writing an outline when you don't know what you want to write about. So if you find that you're delaying work because you're not sure how to get started or the first step feels too big, clarify what the smallest first step is that you can take and then do that. It usually makes the second step much easier. The last common reason people procrastinate is because they don't like doing the actual work itself. Yes, we all have aspects of our jobs that aren't enjoyable, but the question is how we approach them. Do you focus on other work or check email or do other things that genuinely are important and keep you busy until you just can no longer avoid it and that deadline is pressing and you have to get it done? Well, there are a few approaches that I've used successfully to help me take that first step, which usually once I've gotten started, I find it a lot easier to keep going. It's like a ball sitting at the top of the hill. It's not going to start rolling without some external force, but then once it gets going on that declined road, the momentum keeps it in motion. So here are a few ways to get motivated and get yourself started. The first is to make a commitment and plan the day before. I like telling my future self what to do. She is a much better listener than my current self. It's really hard, for example, to motivate to go to the gym right now. But if I enroll for a class tomorrow morning, I'm absolutely going to attend whether I feel like it or not when I wake up in the moment. The same can be true for tackling tasks. Make a commitment the day before that you're going to do something the next day 
and then put it on your calendar. Schedule it in so you know exactly what time it's going to happen. It's just easier to go to the gym at a specific time than to have that open-ended commitment of, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. So plan it the day before and then follow through because you've made the time, you've set the commitment, and now you can get it done. The next approach is to do it first. There can be a real sense of accomplishment when you complete something that you've been avoiding. So when you look at your list of things to do for the day, do the thing you're most likely to avoid first. Get it out of the way. And then you can feel really good that you accomplished it and you have the rest of your time to do the things that you want to do or are at least easier to motivate yourself to do. The third approach is to bribe yourself. And I'm totally serious. There is a reason it works for lots of kids. Decide on a reward that feels equally appropriate for the task and then give it to yourself when you're done. This could be a 10-minute walk or some sort of specialty food or a few minutes of checking Facebook. Really, I am telling you it's okay to check Facebook for a few minutes if it's your reward for getting some serious and important work done. I love rewarding myself. My personal favorite reward is a manicure, but I only get that after I do some really big important work that I've been putting off. As a quick recap, before you judge your own or someone else's procrastination, figure out what's causing it and whether it really is a problem. Do you need to take a step to change this behavior? Or do you need to just recognize this is one way of working and be okay with it? If you do want to change, try these five things. Number one, set milestones that allow you or someone else to still do the work at the last minute, but now according to a set timeline. Number two, figure out the first smallest step you can take to get the work done, which might mean that you need more information or to remove some sort of roadblock. Number three, make a commitment the day before and put it on your calendar. Number four, do the work you're avoiding first thing in the morning to get it out of the way. And number five, bribe yourself. These approaches, along with more details and suggestions, are in the guide to this episode, available to members of the Modern Manager community on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash modernmanager and join for $5, and you'll get access to this guide and all the other prior episode guides and special guest bonuses, including the Type Coach Verifier to learn more about your personality type and preferences. Go to P-A-T reon.com slash modern manager to join. If you've subscribed to my newsletter, you'll have the mini guide for this episode in your inbox. And if you haven't yet, you can get it at maybeks.com slash podcast dash zero two three. And while you're there, you can subscribe and get the future mini guide sent to you. Lastly, if you are interested in learning more about your own preferences and how to use your preferences and work more effectively with your colleagues who maybe have different preferences, you can work with me specifically on that topic. Go to mamieks.com slash type or just send me a message and let me know that you're interested. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player 
and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.